What a terrific way to start the show with a little message. Kemper, yes. hold on loosely, uh, but uh-huh. you don't let go. No, you don't. Do not let go. Mm-hmm. Just loosely. PSA. <laughs> we are all about public service, are we not? We really are. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On a oh, Wednesday? Jerry. Boy, I had a, you know, yesterday I came in uh, flying pretty high. Oh, well, I was, sure. I was slappy. I had that 11-hour drive the day before, I, uh, but I just, it, I felt good. Man, I came down yesterday afternoon. I think I slept two and a half hours yesterday afternoon. Oh, that's a, that's that's a, a long nap. nap. That's, yeah, a, that's a dangerous then, nap. That goes into REM sleep. So yeah. last night, like zero. Oh, oh no. no. I'm laying yep. there at 11. That's I'm why it's dangerous. I'm laying there at 11.30. I'm laying there at 12.40. I might have slept for 40. Then it's 1.30. Then it's 2.05. Then you start to have those thoughts of, do I just get up now? Yeah, because yeah. It's... I've learned over the years, though, it's never good to just, quote, get up at that point. Yeah. You still try as... to get some sleep. Sometimes, yeah, at least you're resting right. at a minimum. <laughs> but, I'm uh, so sorry. Go to the casino for the overnight yeah. hours. And, you know, it's, it's funny, and it's, it's not like I'm 100 years old here, but, uh, you know, 62 years old, your sleep really changes. The patterns, everything, age. yes. I mean, your sleep at 50 is way different than your sleep at 30. And at 60, I notice I don't need as much. It's really odd. I don't need as much sleep. I mean, when you're a teenager, of course, you're growing. And that, so you could sleep My for 12 kids, hours. They'd 12, 14 yeah. hours or whatever. Mine are like 11, 12 every night. Still? Then, yeah, well, if, yeah, if you could? He's 13. No, oh, my kids. Your so, kids, yeah. yeah, right. If I get six to seven, like, uninterrupted, sure. I'm I'm golden. I used to come in, do the show, go home. Kids were still sleeping. And then a couple times I'd have lunch, take a nap. And they were up, still sleeping. And they'd just be getting up or oh. still be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're, they were playing video games till four in the morning. Four, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think they were. That's Call right. Of Duty. You know, your sleep does change. Your whole lifestyle changes when you get older. It really does. Now, do you do the melatonin at all? Because getting up at my alarm goes off at four ten, so I'll usually snooze it till four thirty. Uh, oh, no, you do snooze? I'll snooze once four twenty. Up, I'm out of the house by twenty till. I'm here by ten five till. Snooze makes me angry. I, I just I if I hit snooze I get angry yeah because I'll fall back asleep and then I hear that noise I just twice. reset it if I look at the clock and go eh I think I can do ten more yeah. minutes and then I reset it for another ten minutes ahead now or, do you have your actual the time on your clocks changed because a lot of times I have it a half hour ahead okay mine's two hours ahead. <laughs> So don't then ask me it's why. the old comedian who I don't know whose stand-up act it was. Oh. Then when the alarm goes off, you're doing, you're laying there, you're still half asleep, and you're trying to do math. <laughs> That's <laughs> me. You trick yourself into believing you got more. Thirty-seven. That really means it's four oh seven. So if I snooze till forty-seven, then it's seventeen. And, and you and, you know how bad I am at math, and that's exactly how my clock is yeah, set up. No doubt. And and I look at it going, oh yeah. <laughs> so I am. I'm doing math in my head. Mm-mm, well, mm, not here, good. Here we are. We have a guest for you today. How about that? How appropriate for National Tell-A-Joke Day. Yes. Aaron Weber is going to join us. We will feature him in our laughter segment about 7.20 or so, 25, 30, whatever. And then he's going to join us live on the program at 7.40. Christy, I've never seen a video of this guy. I've never talked to this guy. 
Well, this oh, so we're working without I'm a net. I'm just gonna go naked. <laughs> okay. And I was gonna do my research before he called, but the more I'll just hear what we use in our laughter segment. But I thought, you know what? I need something to talk. Uh, you know, I'll just introduce myself to him, and we'll just and see let how him go. It goes. Let him go. Right? Be fine. Some guys, some comedians have the ability, and uh, I was always good at this. Kathleen Madigan's very good at this, where you can, in conversation, work your material in, regardless of what the questions are. You can always work it around to a joke, right? And Kathleen's really and, good at that. And some guys don't have that. Uh, some comedians don't have that. They've got to do their shtick. talk or they're doing their act. Yes, correct. They can't work their act into. So, we'll so we're going to find out what comedian type of comedian he Aaron is. Aaron Webery. I know he's got a big podcast that he uh, co-hosts, and he's going to be up in uh, Cleveland this weekend at Hilarities. So uh, he's our. Uh, we're hanging our hat on Aaron Weber today, the unknown. A A Ron. A A Ron. You got it. Now, uh, Rich came in and confided in me, Christy, that today's kind of a. Uh, it's going to be a tough morning for him. Oh, what's wrong, King? Because he can't eat anything. He's got blood work today. We're on a fast morning. Oh, that's oh, when you get blood work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. It, yeah. when you got to yeah. pee in a cup too, and you can't drink yeah, any same coffee. Thing. They always do those all those tests. Yeah. But a, it's great to know to get those numbers, and b, at grown ass man, yeah, every year, every other year, you should be getting those. Yeah, he I got the lecture because he was like, you know, yeah. we didn't see you last year. That's I was like, oh, see, that's me. So is your blood going to come out like, I don't know, butter? A little bit of gravy, a little bit of bourbon. Wait and see what the numbers Gravy and bourbon. Yeah. Might be sausage gravy, might be turkey gravy. We'll see when we get there. I'm going back a week from Friday for the exact same thing. Full physical, full blood work. And sometimes they'll take blood, but it's just to look for one or two things. This is full blood work with urinalysis, right? That's okay. a week from yeah. Friday. And then they're going to compare all that, those numbers, to that nightmare visit I had back on January 4th. Which got you on the weight loss and everything exactly. else. Okay. So I'm assuming there's going to be some improvements Good news. on this one next Fingers week. Fingers crossed, ribbon. Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming. <laughs> you get a sticker. But I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that was a huge mistake because really, think about it. And if you're out there, if you're just an average, you're a Buckeye fan, right? That Wednesday before Thanksgiving, that's that's a party. It's on. Then Thanksgiving, then the weekend football, right? You got your, your Michigan-Ohio State. Well, then, then you're then into you the holiday the season. NFL. Home then stretch of the NFL season. Then it's season. the office Christmas party. Then it's the guy down the street. Then your family comes in for the holidays. Spiked eggnog. Then Nick got married. My oldest son got married. New Year's Eve, out of town. Mm-hmm. We were in Nashville for three days before the wedding. That was a... Oh, God. Yeah, let's go ahead and schedule up, my blood work and everything right after all that. Slide into town January 2nd. January 4th, I'm sitting there getting all that done. And <laughs> I told you, I don't know what markers are, but evidently mine were elevated. <laughs> <laughs> Off the chart. <laughs> she said, your, your markers are all very elevated. <laughs> so that's when uh, they put me on that diabetic drug. And you've been pretty disciplined since then. And yes, I know the drug helped, but you've been pretty disciplined. Well, I'm yeah. sure it's a shock to when you see that and they're telling you, it's right. like, okay, I'm going to have to change something And you here. know, it becomes kind of a security blanket because I tried to order some, um, I got a open prescription for it and I wanted a month's worth. You do, you know, week by week and it's a box is four weeks. 
and I wanted to just have that in the refrigerator in the garage. Just in case. Well, like after Labor Day. <laughs> maybe, maybe you do two weeks, because I've been off for, a few, uh, what, two and a half months. So you'd, you'd, maybe you do two weeks to kind of reset, and then I hold a couple shots for six weeks after that. Before the holidays, I crash off some or what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I couldn't get it yesterday. It's Uh-oh. just the demand is so freaking high. Well, that means you're just going to have to have extra willpower. What I take is, and it's not that semi-glutide, Christy, that that program that you were looking into. Yeah. Advertising for. It's a version of that, but it's some other peptide or whatever. Okay. So it's another peptide. And the only ones available are the 2.5. It comes 2.5. You do that for a month. Then it goes up to 5.0 for a month. Then it goes up to 7.5 for a month. And then for the obese, it goes to 10, Ooh. 15. Ooh. So the only ones, because everyone, just like me, the way we think, everybody wants that. I want 7, 5. And yeah. it's a shot? All that's available is 15 and 2.5. Well, <laughs> 2.5, I mean, you're still eating on 2.5. I was. That's not enough. Well, when it's new to your system, it is. That's why they start you. They, they start you that low. Up. Okay. You know, they're not going to start you at 7. Maybe if I go in and my markers are high, they'll give me an extra little bit and you then think we that, can share. But Rich, the, you think no, that's going to no, be no. the case? The insurance and it's it's, it's a shot, <laughs> but it's it's not an injection. It's, oh. it's it's like a mosquito bite. Oh, okay. It's just like a it's so it's quick. It's a prick. It, it takes it's a little 7 seconds and it's just a prick, yeah. And it just, just curbs little, your appetite. Just a little prick. Just a little prick. <laughs> just a little you, one. You should be able to relate oh, to that. I can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> The big ones get on my <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> but the, uh, the change, like if you go and let's say your numbers from today, you, you do all that, and they're going to say, because you've you're, you got some size to you. Yeah. But you're not a short guy. Girth. But you're, you're big. You're a big boy. So if they say you're this close, which is what I was told, you're this close, you're diabetic, basically. You're diabetic, but technically not. You can reverse it. So I'm going to write this prescription for diabetics, and then we'll we'll see if your insurance will accept it because you they'll look at your numbers and you're that close. And insurance says no, he's not diabetic. <sighs> so they could prescribe it and prevent diabetes, right? Yeah, but the insurance company won't but do they that. Won't, no, they want you to get diabetes before they treat you. Before they pay for your medicine to help with diabetes. I mean, what? Isn't that a cracker? I just thought that insurance, co- well, we all know what insurance companies That's are for. It's just awful. for profit. You need this, so, but go ahead and go over the edge. Yes, before, exactly. Before we're going to give it to you. She prescribed it because she goes, I, but I've, if you're willing to try it, I'll prescribe it, and then, we'll, and then you won't be. Are you willing to try it? I go, I'll give it a shot. And I'll tell you, that first four, six weeks, Wow. It came off. My appetite just yeah. went dropped to off completely. Zero. I mean, mm-hmm. did anything sound good? Anything? No, you'd be watching. Uh, boy, I hate to go on in this too much, but it's it's early, right? So <laughs> it's okay. It, it, what it does is because I did all my research on this. This wasn't like taking the the boost on the vaccine, right? <laughs> <laughs> it changes. It affects the receptors in the brain and anything that you overindulge in. Why do you overindulge? It's because you enjoy it so much. Anything that you, and it's across the board, your libido goes in the tank. Oh. 
but for a month or two, right, to crash off the weight, you still have sex. Yeah. But it's just, it's not, I'd be watching TV, a Papa John's commercial would come on, and I would get nauseous when oh, I saw really? the pizza. Oh, man. Uh, nothing I like better than a frosted mug with a good draft beer. Did nothing, nothing for Nothing for you. Zero. Had no, any kind of craving you have is just gone. January would be a good time because you, know, you love a beer after you mow the lawn, you're outside, so maybe yeah. January well, no, you can time. still indulge, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's not it's the same. a tenth of what you would do. If you have half a medium pizza, you might have one pizza, like, like chicken wings. You're a wing yeah. guy, yeah. right? What's the order? 12 wings, 14 ten wings? 10 wings. 10 wings. Yeah. wings come, you might have two. Okay. I so it mean, helps like portion control. And over time, and it teaches you that, and then I tested it like two or three weeks in, I tested it because I was feeling good and I was dropping weight and I said, you know, I know you're not supposed to, but I'm going to eat like I used to for a night. And I did that. And how and sick were you? punishes you the next day, whether it's in the bathroom, whether it's with the pounds oh, wow. you put on, because it's training you. And then the light bulb goes off for a dummy like me that, <laughs> oh, so that doesn't happen when I eat like this or like this. And then over time, because you're on it two, three months, right? or you go, okay, I get it. And then that's how, when you go off it, you just continue eating that way because it's already a habit. Part of your habit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fascinating drug. And it's no super more. popular now. Like I said, you can't even get the- 5.0s or the 7.5. Interesting. No more strawberry pop tarts and Nutella. And the pharmacist told me she said that's uh, you just they're not make they they can't keep up. That's from the manufacturer. Did and you I find new things is, you liked? This is the Eli Lilly version or the Novartin, Novavartin or whatever. The, <laughs> yeah. What was your question? I'm sorry. Did you did you find new things you liked because you had to go away from the stuff you liked? No, or did you, you just, just eat don't less eat. of you just, don't just eat. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I was oh. just doing protein shakes with like chia seed and stuff just to just nothing make was sure enjoyable. you're getting your vitamins. Yeah. But that's how much junk we're, we put in our oh, bodies. Yeah. <laughs> you drink water and vitamins and chia seed and a banana, a little fruit, and Ooh. you can subside. Can't wait. 20 pounds like <laughs> Yeah, that. but you don't want anything yeah. else. That's what I'm saying. It shuts down all that crave. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating uh, product. Science. I'm wondering if somewhere down the road that's something they could use for alcoholics, drug addicts, you know? Well, I know for uh, for nicotine, the Wellbutrin. Yeah, Wellbutrin. I made well the joke to my doctor. I told her it's kind of a hot young thing, too. I said, why well, could you give me like a Wellbutrin Munjaro <laughs> cocktail? cocktail. <laughs> 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 so I can get off the nicotine while I'm losing the weight? Well, Wellbutrin, I mean, they did it specifically for to quit smoking but they found that it worked even better for people who suffer from depression so oh, a lot really? a lot oh, a lot well, of women makes sense yes it's a, it's a lift right so a lot of women especially in menopause are prescribed uh wellbutrin yeah they do have it for alcohol too i forgot the name i just looked it up it's like disulfiram or something like uh, that so if you, even if you try to drink something it makes you sick makes, right. yeah like instantly makes you not sick. saying I'm, you know, right, I need that. Right, but it doesn't but... stop the crave. It just makes you sick. Just makes you it, sick. Okay. You pay a penalty if you right. in, still indulge, right? But right. the craving is what needs to go away. Yeah, this uh, these damn uh, vapes. I was doing the gum, doing the patch. Oh, oh. And then these picked up these. Uh, what was it last? Well, it was last Christmas. I know when it was. And 
my kid had one, and I took a couple hits one night, and then I said, oh, that's pretty good. And I've been <laughs> on them ever since. I don't like to what it, and I even do the, this is no nicotine. You think I'm sucking on, this, yeah. is, this is no nicotine. So it's not even the nicotine. Yeah, it but is what just, am I inhaling? Well, exactly. What the hell is that? What kind of vapor are you inhaling? Out of China. So that this was is, right before your appointment last year, too. You started that. This is, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> This Dude. is all coming out of China. This can't be good for you, right? So I'm trying to get off these damn things now. And yeah, I got issues, folks. That's okay. But you know what? You're doing I'm good. Not, I'm not a well You're 40 person. pounds You're down. Looking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull up your pants, Jerry. And it's going to be something. I don't care who you are. If it's, if it's not nicotine or. Yeah. It's going to be ice cream or, you know. Sex or whatever. We all we all, we all got our, our vices. Three. We all have our vices. So I don't Pick know two my, and leave one, Jerry. I don't know how important my no nicotine vape is <laughs> to get out of my life, but I'm trying. It's okay. All right, a six uh, twenty-one. We'll do the Michael Evans replay, and then your hot five coming up in less than twenty. From your QFM 96 Sears Heating and Cooling Weather Center, Sears Heating and Cooling, 100% relief, 0% financing. Mostly cloudy again today with a high of 80. Clear tonight, though, uh, low 61. Sunshine for Thursday, chance of showers in the afternoon, and a high 84. It is 64 right now. Well, as local and federal uh, resources work to help the victims of the deadly wildfire in Maui, the Internet has quickly filled with various conspiracy theories about how the fires began, and now those tinfoil hat statements are being debunked. So I don't know if you've seen, but several old photos from other events are being used to supposedly show that directed energy weapons were responsible for the wildfire. No. Two of the pictures being represented uh, as showing an energy beam coming from above and striking the ground have been found to show the launch of the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from California back in 2018. So, no, that's not right. And the other shows a flare from a controlled burn at an oil refinery here in Ohio in 2018 as well. So be prepared when you are looking at any of those pictures. None of them are real. Pretty devastating uh, photos and video, no question. Has anyone, uh, the climate people, if they should see... Yes. Have they done that yes, yet? They, oh, yes, they, they, they already okay. have. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, they already have. a book out on Amazon. But, well, now that's telling in of itself. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody a book use comes chat out, GBT a, a, to a put book. a book. Oh, yeah, that's true. You could do a book yeah. in a day. That's yeah, true. yeah. Uh, the Joe Burrow Foundation has announced uh, it's launching a Dine for Nine fundraising initiative. It's taking place on Saturday, September the 9th to support the foundation's efforts uh, to overcome food insecurity, not only in Athens... Ohio, but Baton Rouge and Cincinnati. So participating restaurants are going to donate 9% of their profits from sales on September the 9th to the foundation. And if you're a restaurant out there and you are interested in participating, you can register by August 25th. That is next Friday. Uh, fans can also support the fundraising effort by donating $9 for 9 to the Joe Burrow Foundation, and that is joeburrow.org on or around September the 9th. Make the call, Rich. Get his dad on. He's a frequent guest Yes, with he us. is. Yes, the he coach is. coach himself out of Logan, Ohio. Mr. Burrow. Joe Burrow's dad, and you should have the number in the in the old Rolodex there. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, and, let's uh, get yeah. for that. Uh, a small city in Minnesota. I don't know if Torg knows this city or not, uh, is completely now without a police department after the entire force resigned. Goodhue, Minnesota, the mayor, Ellen Anderson Buck, said the mass resignations happened because of an issue regarding pay standards for the police force. Well, the police chief said the members of the force only getting paid around 22 bucks an hour, which is why there have been zero applicants for positions in the department. 
And he said, now other agencies have been trying to recruit him and his colleagues. The mayor, however, assured the community there still will be police coverage in the city while they look for a more permanent solution. And driverless vehicles are becoming more and more popular in the city of San Francisco. And it seems people are taking advantage of these empty cars by getting it on in the back seat. So, I know, it kind of makes sense if you're into that kind of thing because there's no one to tell you to stop. Of course, because it's a high-tech gadget, there are cameras everywhere recording your every move. Maybe but that's part of the excitement. Could be. <laughs> it's like that Ferris wheel in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does it there. If you're okay, the same with that big Ferris wheel in, uh, in Myrtle Beach, too. Oh. Uh, have the video footage floating around out there. Hookups are totally possible. And those vehicles, those autonomous vehicles are always so small. So How can you get it on? Well, I guess, I guess <laughs> we go back to back being bendy. Yeah. Gymnasts. <laughs> Maybe just showing it. <laughs> yeah. QFM 96 Kemba, Financial Credit Union Traffic. Uh, moving up to speed and no accidents right now. And it's brought to you by Dream Seats, or total ticket source. Concerts and sports are back and Dream Seats has you covered. No service fees ever. Call 340-8989 or go to dreamseats.com. All right, here are your top trending audio clips for this morning. Uh, What is it, Wednesday, the 16th of August. It was on this date, way back, 1977, that this was announced. Good evening. Elvis Presley died today. He was 42. Apparently, it was a heart attack. He was found at his home in Memphis, not breathing. His road manager tried to revive him. He failed. A hospital tried to revive him. It failed. His doctor pronounced him dead at 3 o'clock this afternoon. The end at an early age of one of the two most spectacular careers in the history of American entertainment, the other being Frank Sinatra's. How about that? I remember when I got a phone call from my high school girlfriend, and she said, Elvis died, and I go, no, come on. Just the way that he delivered that was just so... Man. Well, that's the way news was yeah, done back was then. Just, when I found that, when I listened to that, I was like, "Wow, I love you, Percy." <laughs> Remember then after that, that was in uh, so that was seventy seven, seventy seven, all through the eighties. Elvis sightings. That was the big thing. He was living in Kalamazoo. He faked his death to get out from public attention he was a minister in mississippi he remember those kepper oh absolutely and there was a photo of him at graceland and the the maintenance guy and it was elvis and that was before you could photoshop or anything and they said and it did i remember the photo it looked like elvis the people that were around graceland after he had died most of them that were there because they they knew he wasn't dead they figured he wasn't dead they were just looking for him well now you know like the Michael Jackson is the new one. They, yeah. They yeah, keep saw, showing yeah, they Michael think he's popping in, Ca- in Canada yeah. in that cabin. Did you see yeah. that? There's no way he's going from Neverland to that cabin <laughs> right. the rest of his life. Uh, clip number two, Vivek Ramaswamy was at News Nation Town Hall, and he says, listen, when you're the only person in the room who believes what you do, speak up at work, at school, or wherever you might be. When you are the only person in the room Whatever that room is, maybe it's in college next year, maybe it's at the dinner table, maybe it's when you, with your friends in a car ride. When you're the only person in a room who believes what you do, you have an obligation now more than ever to actually stand up and say it. And I will make you a promise. You hold my feet to this fire if I don't keep this promise to you. If you do that and you do it with conviction, you will find that you are not the only person in that room 
who believed what you did because other people will come out of their closet as well. Fear has been infectious. You're right. But courage can be contagious, too. And there's a now there's a viral video of Vivek. Uh, he had an exchange with a pansexual activist at the Iowa State Fair. It's been viewed like Why 13 million times uh, because of the way that they interacted. It was very they were, civil. It was extremely civil. Oh, yeah, extremely very, civil. Nice back and forth. Oh, Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, shook hands the and everything was with good. Vivek, though, he, he comes off as a bit of a grifter, don't yeah. you think? He has an answer just like that a for everything. For everything. everything. Yeah. And he's very polished so and well spoken. <laughs> yeah. So you get a like, you're going to do all that. Every He's got the answer for everything. Everything it almost comes off. I don't know. We just been. And there's a lot of talk there. He's got a lot of blah blah blah. Well, we're not used to people stringing words together. Well, that, <laughs> that make that makes sense. Yeah, All right, clip number three in your Wednesday Hot Five. Uh, last Saturday night, the Foo Fighters in concert, and they're doing their show, and there's a, a guy, a male out in the audience, and he's holding up a sign that says, do a Michael Buble song. And Dave Grohl's like, what? Well, obviously, it was all set up. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, we got a super fan. Hold on, super fan. He's got the I Love Buble. See if we got a taker. Do we got a taker? Do you know the song? I know, because people say they know it, but they don't. I'm not surprised that everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times I stop keeping track. I talk myself in, I talk myself out. I get all worked up, then I let myself down. I tried so very hard not to lose it. I came up with a million excuses. doing okay playing that song, right? faster clip than uh, normal buble but yeah that's funny <laughs> he and started then, hopping up and down yeah, no, right. and, then, and then girl loved it do we have the end of that where girl says how good it was and then backstage uh buble looks into the camera and he goes i cannot believe that this weekend i'm I'm now an officially a member of the Foo Fighters and girls over his shoulder going, F you, Bublé. It's very funny. That's great. Funny, funny clip. He a one-hit wonder, Bublé? Oh, no. He's got more than Does one Does he? Hit. Yeah. Jerry, you've seen Bublé, haven't you? I have. Yes. And why did it's you not, see Bublé? Because you wanted to get laid. That. I've seen it like three times. Yeah, because you wanted to get laid. So that's why you went to go see no, Bublé. No, no. My wife, yeah. Yes. The first time was, was with her. Uh-huh. The two artists, yeah, who have you got? Uh, Diana Krall and Michael Bublé. I've okay. seen them both a few times, yeah. Clip number four. Uh, sometimes you, you do have to feel for Uber drivers, the crap they have to put up with. Well, here's an Uber driver trying trying to convince her very drunk passenger, stay in the back seat while the car's in motion. Sit down in your seat. Why? Go sit down in your seat. Where is she? Nobody else in the car. Please sit down in your seat. Where is she? Rosie, please sit down in your seat. Thank you. I'm good. Okay. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to end I'm the ride. Jump up there. Right? No, you're not going to jump I'm, up I'm there. I'm going to do. No. As soon as I get to an exit, that I can safely no. pull. So pull. As soon as I get to an exit, ma'am. Ma'am. I'm, I'm not leaving you on the side of the freeway in an inebriated state. Because you know what? Really. <laughs> uh. Uh. 
Get my, back in your sail. And that, that whole Uber driver thing, what a thank, what a horrible I, that's what way I'm to saying. pick up yes. extra money, isn't yes. it? That's just awful. Especially in certain cities, you got people throwing up in your car. At and, least yeah. you don't have to deal with uh, what you, we just heard there. And if they don't tip you, you uh, can throw the food in the lawn. I'd, like, I'd still, if, it, if I'm given my choice, I'm paying. you're paying the exact same for a cab. Yeah, in a lot of places. Or yeah. Uber is... In a lot of places, yep. Yeah, Lyft, it's not any cheaper than what a cab would be. I just used it in Vegas. It was identical. Uber yeah. and a cab. Right. All right, clip number five. We'll wrap it up with this. Fox's The Masked Singer premieres uh, September the 10th with a new lineup of costumes. How about that? And one of the episodes is going to have the contestants singing nothing but Elton John songs. So they asked Elton about it. So much more pressure than when I was young playing. There was no social media. It's a whole different ballgame now. You have to support the young artists. When I first started out and had my first success with the Elton John record in 1970-71, a lot of my peers and idols were very supportive. Leon Russell was my idol as a piano player and as a songwriter, and I got to tour with him, and he couldn't have been any more nicer to me than he was and more encouraging. George Harrison sent me a telegram saying, congratulations on a great record. There you go. Elton. The songs of Elton, Sir Elton on the mass. I've never seen the mass scene. I haven't either. But they have uh, some of the new costumes, don't it? We watched a couple seasons. I watched when Gronk was on there. Ant Eater. Ant Eater. Hawk and S'more. S'more? Ooh, pinch me. <laughs> oh, I, hate that. I hate those kind of TV shows. I really, yeah, really do. I hear you. And that is your Hot 5, 8 in front of 7. QFN 96 Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic still looking pretty good on this Wednesday morning. Accident free, moving up to speed. Is your ugly driveway ready for a makeover? Capital City Concrete is Ohio's premier concrete design specialists. With lightning fast installation in just two weeks or less and $500 off, why wait? Get an instant quote today at capcityconcrete.com. This look at news is brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. Soak up some sun on Worthington's best patio and enjoy their amazing happy hour specials. Negotiators for striking Hollywood writers in the studios. They all sat down to talk yesterday, and it ended with mixed results. The Writers Guild of America is said to have presented a counter to the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers counter proposal from Friday. Still no word on future talks yet, and details of what was discussed are being kept hush-hush. The writers have been on strike since May 2nd, SAG-AFTRA. They went out on strike on July 14th. Who was it we had on as a guest? Was it Patricia Heaton? Somebody told us that she thought it was going to go deep into the year. Yeah, it was It was either... Like, definitely through the fall. And it, the it networks are already rescheduling. That's why Yellowstone's going to be on CBS. Her and Ken Jennings kind of said the same thing when you talk to... Uh, okay, yeah. When you talk to him as well. Yeah, well, they got to prepare for the worst case scenario, right. of course. But I think the only there's going to be some new shows. Yeah, I they're mean, the starting Mass to drop Singer, the trailers just, and just had that yeah. story. I think the uh, Christy, are you going to watch the Golden Bachelor? <laughs> Since I've never watched any Bachelor in my That's entire a no, life, sweetheart. that would be a no. That's a no, sweet. That guy's seventy-one years old, but he's good looking. Yeah, well, that's what my wife said too. She looked the pictures and she goes, "Damn, he's seven. I go, "Honey, yes, <laughs> that's all. That's all. Glossed up. Exactly. <laughs> Who pain. cares? Look at what you got right yeah. here. Right. <laughs> and he must be rich, huh? Uh, I think he is. Uh, what did we hear? Doesn't he own like land or something? How old will the bachelorettes be for that? If he's they're on their fifties, aren't they? Or are they all ages? 
I just assumed that it would just be the Golden Bachelor with a bunch of, with you know. Golden mil- girl. With Golden Girl. Yeah. <laughs> with a bunch of Blanches. Seven oh. 60s, probably in their 50s and 60s. I think they'll have 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds. No, they're not going to have 20-year-olds. I mean, if you're, old, 70, 70 yeah, if you're 71, on, what route are you hey, going? Hey, do they want the ratings? Are you kidding me? Do they want the ratings? How many roses does he get to give out? Uh, he multiple. Wow, yeah. He must be rich, though, because if you're a, you're marrying a 72-year-old guy, what do you get, 10 years out of that before you're wiping his ass? <laughs> I mean, it's, there's got to be a payoff at the end, right? Otherwise, why? Yeah, when, when you're a 40-year-old woman and you're dating a 55-year-old guy who's established and successful, man, that's great for yeah. a 40-year-old woman. Sure. But in the not-too-distant future, guess who's going to be taking care of? As a 60-year-old Wiping woman. his mouth, you feed him applesauce. Guess who's taking care of 80-year-old rich yeah. guy? I mean, you do get a couple decades out of it, but... Well, maybe that's plenty for some. Yeah, maybe. Maybe right, it's worth right. it. It's worth it. Hey, uh, the blindside controversy, it's getting uglier. So, of course, the Tui family claims that Michael Orr, he's making all this up. He threatened to plant a negative story about them to the press if they didn't pay him $15 million. Yeah, they've got texts from him going back as far as 2018 where he's threatening them. Yes, and exactly. His last season in the NFL was 2016, I believe. And so. he has a book coming out. He does. Yeah, this whole thing stinks. Uh, Shame on him. Conservatorship. Listen, he wasn't tricked into it. They could not adopt him because he had already turned 18 years old. What they did the conservatorship for was to make sure that, you know, he had his driver's license to help with college admissions, his health insurance. That's what the conservatorship was all about. So the lawyer for the two, he said... Uh, that he's tried this before. It seems that numerous other lawyers stopped representing him once they saw the evidence and learned the truth. And sadly, he's found a willing enabler to file this ludicrous lawsuit. Now, did you hear what's also adding to the insanity of this whole thing? No. People on Twitter are demanding that Sandra Bullock give back her Oscar yeah. <laughs> for playing Leah and Tui in the movie. Twitter. Yeah, yes, you don't I get know. A say, slappy. Yeah, or excuse me, X or whatever oh, it is. People on, people on Twitter are losing their minds. Shut up. <laughs> Like he keeps going back and saying that there wouldn't be a movie without me, but couldn't the Tuies make the case that without us putting you in the private school and all of the resources? That was the story. That was right. the story. Yeah. Right. So Fish without them, water, yeah, type. he would have never played yeah, football at a, a private dream. school. Right, right. That's really sad. Interesting. And, yeah. and the Tuies are like, you know, whatever Michael wants, if he wants the conservatorship to end, because what is he, 37, I think? He's 37 years old. Uh, fine. We'll end it. Whatever you want. Whatever's going to make you happy. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think he's just beating support for his book, and he needs money. And after all those years in the league, what three teams? Yeah, three teams: Titans, Panthers, and of course Rave, the Ravens. The Ravens. And the youngest son said, oh, yeah. "I got like sixty thousand dollars from that movie. I'm out here recruiting yeah. college or high school kids it's, for UCF." It's funny because if you recall in the movie, the uh, the Blind Side, right? That kid, that little, the little kid, kid, singing the song with yeah. him in the car, and then when they interviewed him yesterday, you see grown ass forty five year old man with a beard. Go, that's that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, and they also said the two is listen. They were they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So keeping money from a movie, they had no need for yeah, that. Taco Bell's. Yeah, yeah he was a franchisee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that it, Kevin? That's what I got. All right, very cool. I got a question for you: Is David Lee Roth back <laughs> after Bad Company? Back at it on a Wednesday morning, coming up our laughter segment. We feature comedian Aaron Weber, and then he's going to join us live on the show at 740. So that's the rest of the hour. 
But Kemper, I came in this morning and I saw this story, and I don't think it's uh, too fresh. But Chris Daughtry, did you see his uh, the story yesterday? I did not. Well, I'll just read verbatim here. Queen's Adam Lambert almost had company as an American Idol star to lead a legendary rock band. Almost. Breakout rock singer Chris Daughtry revealed he got a call from Joe Perry about joining Aerosmith. I think I heard that story a long time ago. Okay, so this is like really old? I don't think it's really old, but but I think I, I heard it within the past two years. Uh, they Joe Perry and Steven Tyler were fighting. They were at odds with each other, right? And Daughtry said he's not betraying any secrets that weren't already okay that weren't already known to the public. I yeah. guess Joe had a book out. Or it was mentioned before in the press. Right. That's why I knew about that. Yeah. But I think this is Daughtry confirming it. But the big question was how would you that Perry asked Daughtry how would you feel about hitting the road with us? And Daughtry just said absolutely not. Steven Tyler's irreplaceable, oh. and he would not be joining the band, but he did admit that it's pretty a uh, cool story to have for the rest of his life. I always loved Daughtry's voice, and I always thought that he should have been the winner of American Idol. But I'd like to hear him on some Aerosmith songs. That would be different. It would be definitely different. I don't know if he's ever done any, at his shows, any Aerosmith songs. Because uh, Adam Lambert doing Freddie, he's just doing Freddie yeah, he more or decent, less. Yeah. He doesn't depart too much from <clears throat> what Freddie would say. Yes, what Freddie sounds Daughtry like. Daughtry doing Aerosmith would be less Steven and more, more Daughtry. Daughtry. I don't think he Aerosmith. could do Steven. Maybe he could, but yeah, I don't, that's a pretty high yeah. screech, right? That's interesting. And then uh, while looking at that, I stumbled across this video. Oh, Check did you- this out. <laughs> now for years. <laughs> For years, uh, and I know Arch Madness and Torg and everybody's big on David Lee Roth, and I'm a fan. I loved it when it was 45 years ago, right? Uh But for decades, it's been just horrible. Well, this is a recent uh, soundbite of David Lee Roth. Now, you can't obviously see the the video where he's preening like he, on stay, well, he's David Lee Roth. I mean, no shortage of ego, right? But the way he's preening around the stage, like he's really hit, nailing it. And you, he couldn't be more on. I mean, there's no self awareness here at all. It, yeah, it's. And this was, I guess, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. I don't know where. I think it was in Atlantic City. Listen to how bad this is. He couldn't have been prouder. He and was. He's he's strutting on the stage like he's Mick Jagger. And it's like, wow, dude, listen to yourself. It's, maybe it's he like can't. Maybe that's tr- the that's maybe the problem. He can't hear himself. Yeah, maybe that is because holy cow! But he moves like it. if you if you were deaf and you watch, you go, he he must be doing pretty well. Swinging up there. his hips. Okay, have you <laughs> speaking speaking of David Lee Roth and the reason he does that? He's also been posting videos of himself. He practices his moves with a samurai sword. So he's just posted another video of him 
It's kind of artsy, but he's in a whole uh, kimono type thing, and he's got the samurai sword, and he is the soundtrack. I think is. Do you know the the band Alabama Three? Uh, Woke up this morning. No. It's uh, from the Sopranos. Okay. Okay. So he's practicing his moves with a samurai sword in this video. He's pretty good, but those are the only moves he's not singing. But that's what he's that's he's doing right. now. Right, Alabama Three. That's who did the uh, Sopranos theme song. Correct. Right. So he's practicing. He's doing the moves with the sword with that playing in the background. So that's the latest video from yeah, David Yeah, well, Lady. he was always kind of doing kung fu like Elvis there, right? <laughs> doing the kicks and... And the splits <laughs> in the air. And that Soprano soundtrack, that might be one of the greatest television soundtracks of all time. And you know, now that I say that, and the name of the song, Woke Up This I'm hearing it in my head. I am absolutely hearing it in my head. Yeah, the car going over the, bri- over the Brooklyn Bridge or wherever that was. <laughs> There it is. Yep. Deep down to the front. This is Alabama 3. Alabama 3. Oh, it's a great song. I'm going to have to put this on my Spotify now. It's a good one. Isn't it a good one? I wish they played this every day I drove in through Columbus. Yeah, right. Driving down the brain. Get the visual. theme song some morning, huh? It's yeah. been a while since we've done That's that. That's pretty iconic. Yeah, I, I tell you, the you one know? for uh, Justified was really good. The first, uh, see if you can get that, Richard. How long will that take? Because, I mean, there would, there would be all the silly 70s, uh, you know, Three's Company and all that crap, right? But I'm, we're talking series that maybe use real, real live, real band songs. Not ones that were made specifically for. Yeah, I forget who did the uh, Justified one, but that was, uh, we used to use it in the show open with Arch back 10, 12 years ago or so. Yeah, because you could, I mean, if you're doing television theme songs, you, you could okay, go so, those uh, sitcoms for Gangsta Grass is the, the they're a bluegrass and a hip hop band. They're the ones that did, yes, for Justified. That's good too. Make sure there's no cuss words. <laughs> you got the TV version just okay. to be safe. Yes. Let it go for a second. Yes, it is. Long hard times to come. Gangsta grass. Gangsta grass. Uh, hmm. I should have used it for this new version of Justified. <laughs> <laughs> the new version, the new theme song for the new Justified, not not doing it for you? Well, we have to be uh, on time at 740 for comedian Aaron Weber, and we'll enjoy some of his stand-up here coming up next. Good morning, everybody. I'm looking at a website, avclub.com, and we're going to talk a little uh, funny here with comedian uh, Aaron Weber in just a few minutes and sample some of his stuff. But avclub.com, speaking of funny, they did the funniest 10, the 10 funniest movie performances of the last century. Movie performance. So, okay. All right. Funniest movie performances. Number 10, Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat, 2006. 
It, it, okay. Oh, no, wait a minute. Of the century, of this century. So they go back to 2000. All right, okay. Okay, so you got Borat at 10, Steve Carell, 40-year-old virgin at 9. That yes. was funny. That was very funny. His birthday today. Funny movie. Steve Carell's birthday? Yeah. All right. Uh, ben Stiller at eight from Dodgeball. Was that that funny? Dodgeball was hilarious. Yeah, it was Where he it was played the gym good. owner. And I never yeah. Saw it. Yeah, yeah. So seven, I never quite got John Heater and Napoleon Dynamite. I never got it, it either. Never really. It, it I, wasn't my thing. I remember everybody raving and how great it was. And then I finally saw it and I was like, we just watched it recently with my kids. What am I missing here? Did what? they like it? No. I thought no, his performance yeah. in Blades of Glory was much yes. better than. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> am I wrong? Right, right. Am I wrong? <laughs> well, Will Ferrell can make a lot of people help True. help them out there. Yeah. Well, wow, he comes in at six. Will Ferrell, Anchorman. Oh, yes. Four, the original Anchorman. <laughs> Five, Eddie Murphy, Shrek Two. I don't know if that counts. Oh. I think it does. That's a performance. That's Billy a- Bob Thornton, Bad Santa, <laughs> two thousand three. Yeah. That's a great, great. Yeah. Bad. Film. Have, you, have you seen Bad Santa Two? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, not lady. two. I have Who? Who's in two? Billy Bob Thornton. And, Bob Thornton. People, yeah, yeah okay. and his and his mom, uh, uh, who's uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates is his mom. <laughs> does it live up to the original? Yes, yeah, it does. does. It's actually okay. pretty good. Oh, she is just a piece of work. I've only seen the uh, the first. No, one. No, you got to you got to see the second one. And then uh, Jack Black, School of Rock, two thousand three, cute movie, funniest, third funniest. I don't so think far it's this century. no. I don't think it's funny. Well, I mean, it's cute. You're right. It's cute. Owen Wilson, Zoolander. <laughs> 2001. <laughs> and number one, of, according to avclub.com, the funniest movie thus far this century, Reese Witherspoon, Legally Blonde. Oh. That's kind of... Wah, wah, well, that quiets wah. the room. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's not funny at all. I never thought of Reese Witherspoon as funny. <laughs> well, let's do a little funny. Brought to you by the Columbus Funny Bone. Uh, Columbus.funnybone.com to make your reservations to see the best comedians here in our uh, country. Guys like Aaron Weber, our guest, in 10 minutes. That is my weakness, fast food. It is my weakness, dude. I, it's my Achilles cankle. That's what I call it. It's, <laughs> it's a real problem. Here's the worst fast food experience that ever happened to me. I was in a McDonald's drive-thru here in Nashville. I pull up. The lady in the window goes, sir, the guy in front of you just paid for all your food. I said, why did he do that? She said, the woman in front of him paid for his food. The guy in front of her paid for her food. They're all just paying it forward. This has been going on for 19 hours. Would you like to keep this thing going and pay for the person behind you? Nah. <laughs> I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good, you know. Hey, that was my gut reaction. I was like, absolutely not. Then I thought about it. I was like, look, life is good. I'm at McDonald's. I'm hungry. Let's spread the gospel. You know, let's do it. She goes, fantastic, sir. That'll be $81. I said, who got $81 worth of Mc... I look back, it's a woman in a van with like 15 kids jumping around. I was like, listen, I'll send them some Happy Meals. I'm not about to feed the whole youth soccer team, okay? Kids don't need McDonald's, you know? Take them to, where do kids eat? Costco? Take them somewhere like that, right? Get them some tuna fish and some cinnamon. Or, <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't know. Uncrustables? What are they eating these days? I don't know. 
She goes, please, sir, the 5 o'clock news is coming out here soon. They're going to do a story about this. It's going to be great PR for our McDonald's. And Lord knows we need good PR for this McDonald's. Please keep this thing going. I said, you know what? Fine. I will pay for the person behind me. But I'm going to get right back in line because I'm going to get my $81 worth tonight, okay? That's how you game the system, y'all. You ever order a McDonald's with $81 to blow? I was going off. Let me get a 12 McChickens, 11 McDoubles, a number nine. I don't even know what that is. Y'all got club soda? It's getting wild out here, dude. <laughs> I nailed it. $81 on the dot. I broke even. I was very proud because I'm not good at math, you know, school math. But McDonald's math? I'm a savant. I really am. I'm food will hunting. That's what my friends call me. I nailed it. $81 on the dot. So I feel good. I pull around the corner thinking I beat this thing, right? But the dude in front of me is in a big jacked up pickup truck. And the lady's talking to him. So I'm just waiting it out, right? He sticks his entire upper body out of his car, sees me, and just starts laughing. He goes, hey, fat boy, there ain't no way in hell I'm spending $81 for just you to eat McDonald's. So that's how I spent $162 at McDonald's, guys. That was a tough. QFM 96, it is the Torg and Elliot show, and I've never met this gentleman. I'm excited. A funny, funny guy. Aaron Weber is with us. He's going to be at Hilarities up in Cleveland this weekend. Uh, first of all, good morning, Aaron. How are you? I'm great. How are you all doing? You know, we're good. How many weeks a year are you on the road? You pretty. I'm looking at your itinerary. Pretty. Uh, you're you're busy. I've got Christmas off this year, <laughs> uh, which my wife is excited about. But I'll go wherever they'll have me, whenever they'll have me. So I announced that we were having you on, and I got a text from my youngest, and he says. Aaron Weber, hell yeah, we fans. Right. Saw him at Zany's in Nashville with my other son, him and Nick, my boy. Caught you down there and said uh, they love you, man. Zany's, that's right. a great, that's a great club, isn't it? Yeah, it's the best. And that's so crazy, what a small world. So yeah, they saw, do you have family? They live down here in Nashville. Uh, yeah, my 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 oldest works for a uh, let's just say a large satellite radio company. Okay. Buzz Brainerd, he produces the afternoon show. Oh, awesome. Wow. Uh, well, tell, tell your son hi. Yeah, and I see the improv, and when you played the improv, how did that go? That was in, uh, earlier this month. The uh, the improv where? In Well, in Hollywood, right? On Melrose Oh, there? yeah, yeah. That's the big time. There. That's the big time. Los Angeles does feel like the big time. Yeah, you know, I'm a kid from the South, grew up in Alabama. I live in Tennessee now. I've been doing comedy for eight years, but you still feel like a bit of an outsider to sure to the world in that way. So it's fun to kind of poke my head in Los Angeles, say, hey, you know, I'm out here, I'm doing stuff. Right. And then and then leave as soon as I can. And then get on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. And I'm looking at this, a great name for a comedy. I'm an old stand-up. That's why I'm fascinated with some of this. Oh, you're, awesome. you're at LOL in September. That's how, what a great name for a club in San Antonio. LOL, I like that. The LOL Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah. I've never been down there, so I'm excited. Now, do you do, you got the Funny Bone in Albany. Do you play the Funny Bone here in Columbus? Have you been? I, I have. Yeah, I, I was uh, there for a one-nighter, I think, early this year. So I'm hoping, you know, early next year they'll bring me back. Great club. Uh, yeah, that's an, that's an A-list, an A-club. Absolutely. I actually, I auditioned for the Funny Bones in Columbus March. I remember the date. You'll know why in a second. Okay. It's March 
7th, 2020. I oh. auditioned at the Columbus Funny Bone, and it ended up being the last show that, I did that for was quite it. some time. <laughs> yeah. You closed the damn place for two years, Aaron. That's right. That's right. That was my last show. And so Columbus always had a little weird taste in my mouth since then. I thought if I go back, who knows what will happen next time. Sure. But, and uh, how, how long have you been? In, how long have you been in Nashville? You you say where are you from? Alabama, Mississippi. I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. And I moved to Nashville when I was in high school. My dad is a high school principal, so he got a job at a school up in in Nashville, and and I've lived there ever since. The rest of the family has moved away. I'm the only one still here. Last time I was down, I'll tell you what. I would live in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, Franklin's beautiful. Isn't that great? That, yeah. That little downtown, it looks like a Hallmark movie or something. It does. It doesn't look real. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's it, this place is too nice. And I uh, want, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I just, you know, my older brother, who, like me, is a Notre Dame graduate, now lives in Columbus, Ohio. And I, I don't know what it is about Columbus, but I was at my brother's place not long ago. And he walks out of his bedroom, and he's wearing an Ohio State shirt. And I don't know what it is about the city. You've just completely corrupted my brother. He is now an Ohio State fan, and it's it, and it's it's a real problem in the Weber family right well, now. Well, they're going to be playing here in a few weeks, so it's really going to be a problem. See, I'm a Michigan guy. I never became a Buckeye. And I've been here okay, 30 years. Good. No. Well, that's a that's a much harder transition. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Notre Dame, come on. That's a rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. I would always say people talk about Notre Dame rivalry. Michigan was the one. It really that was, was. That was the team we hated, dude. Yeah. We yeah. hated Michigan. And y'all hated us back. So in, you graduated Notre Dame, I'm looking at you, about in 14. So back then would have been what, Brian Kelly days? It was my first year was Brian Kelly's first year. Okay. So my junior year was the infamous Manti Teo year. We went to the national championship. The fake, we were, the fake girlfriend. That's right. Right. So that was my junior year. So imagine just having your innocence shattered like that <sighs> as a young man. Uh, and uh, But I tell you, I've, I've never been this excited about Notre Dame football as I am right now. With the new coach, everything's looking good. That I feel new good coach who's a Buckeye. That's right. Yes. That's right. But he saw the error of his ways, and he's come over to the, the right side. He's coming over with you fish eaters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, the fish web, eaters. The, webs, <laughs> the website is AaronWeberComedy.com. He's a comedian out of Nashville getting ready to embark on a uh, national tour. And, you know, your podcast. So I didn't want to know too much about you because we've never met. First of all, next time you're in town with your brother – Get a hold of us and just come on, oh. hang out for the morning in studio. I'd love to, man. I'd love to. Um, but your podcast with Nate Bargatze, it's called Nate Land, and I see the videos on Instagram a lot. Great podcast. And Dusty Thank Slay. You, man. Well, it's just three dudes hanging out and throwing it around. I love it. That's right. We started in 2020, the summer of 2020. We started doing the podcast, and the goal from the onset was like, let's. Let's, people are inundated with politics. They're inundated with COVID stuff. I mean, that's all anybody was talking about sure. at the times. So we kind of set out, like, let's avoid all that. Let's just talk about nonsense. Uh, our listeners write in all the time saying they're dumber because of the podcast, which is a badge of honor in my book. So it's it's nonsense. You won't learn anything. It's so much fun to do. What was the one you did? I mean, it's I'm in morning radio, so I know I, I get it. You gave, was it Nate, the geography test? 
Oh, we 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 man, we put him through the ringer. We had him take <laughs> we had him take a dyslexia test on air <laughs> that uh, he did not pass. I mean, I'm not a doctor; I can't officially diagnose him, but he did not pass he, the dyslexia test. He's a uh, funny guy. He's a funny. guy. I knew when I saw him eight years ago that he was going to be big, and now I see he's golfing with Jimmy Fallon and Timberlake. Nate's kind of a big deal. Yes, it's it's been fun to you know I got in his life he was already on the upswing he was already kind of a hero as a young comedian especially a young comedian from nashville right you're kind of like this is the guy right but even in the last three or four years the the explosion in his career is is pretty unbelievable and dusty slay still based in nashville or has he gone hollywood no, no, man. If there's anybody who's not going Hollywood, it's Dusty it's Slay. Dusty that's Slay. for sure. He grew up not far from me, actually, in Alabama, in a city called Opelika, Alabama. Okay. So we didn't. He's a little older than me. We didn't meet until we both lived in Nashville, and I'm very good friends with Dusty. We were talking this morning on the phone, uh, and he joined the podcast a little bit ago. It's just us hanging out, man. It, it's a, Those are two of my favorite comics. So to just sit at a table with sure. him and just talk nonsense is the best. And I guess, Aaron, you wouldn't have to go Hollywood because Hollywood's coming to you so much of the California show business are moving. And my good friend, uh, my old friend, Kathleen Madigan, now living in Nashville. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, a lot of actors, actresses all coming to Nashville. Nashville's really a hot, hot thing. It is. Yeah. It is, man. I think they're opening up the TMZ headquarters here, which okay. is probably not good. But but it's an indication, like you said, that the the, the country is kind of looking at us now, which is exciting. Uh, his new stand-up, or I guess it's a year old or so, uh, Shirts and Skins, available at Amazon.com. Comedian Aaron Weber, how did you go from Nashville to Notre Dame? Just that. I had a lot of family go there. Okay. I'm, I'm a pretty stereotypical Notre Dame kid. I had family go there, my dad, my older sister, my older brother, and I'm a Catholic kid. Yeah, me too. So so it was kind of it was kind of the only way to go. And I applied early and got in. It's the only place I ended up applying. So were they your dad's in education? You mentioned he was a principal. You go to Notre Dame, is he he can't be too thrilled with your career choice here, Aaron. He's been surprisingly <laughs> very supportive, but I think a part of what eases his mind is that I do have, you know, worst case scenario, I could fall back on a Notre Dame degree. Right. I have a philosophy degree, though. I don't know what I'm supposed wow. to do with that. That's kind of, it's given me no skills in life. I remember. A, a philosophy degree is worthless. As a Michigan fan, my first time ever to uh, South Bend for a game and could not believe how nice everybody was. Oh, that's interesting. My first time in Ann Arbor, I had the exact opposite experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had never – look, I met plenty of nice people there, but there's also the fair share. Oh, yeah. Combatives. Well, that's everywhere, combatives. yeah. They call them Walmart Wolverines. Right, right. You know, that, they didn't they're, go there. They're, 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 a trashy, they're a trashy Notre Dame fans, too. Well, nobody that's a fan went there. Otherwise, there would be two Asian women in a – in, in an Indian guy in the stadium, no, yes. no, no regular football game. You know, fans can get accepted there. Uh huh. That's funny. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we look forward to having you here in Columbus at some point. But you're going to be at uh, you now. Hilarities you played at before, obviously. Cool club. I haven't, man. And I'm very. Oh, it's, it's good. One of the clubs. When you start comedy, that's one of like the five that people talk about. It's got the uh, balcony and everything. It's like an old theater, but yet Ooh. it's a bar downtown. It's cool. 
Dude, I'm so excited. So I'm there this weekend, and hopefully, you know, early next year, maybe spring next year, I'll be back up there in Columbus. All right. And where does, uh, as you co-host uh, the podcast with Nate Bargetsy and Dusty Slay, where do we find Nate Land? Nate Land, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, anywhere you find a podcast, we're on there. Well, Aaron, good luck to you, and we'll see you at some point when you're in Columbus, eh? Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for listening. We were telling you earlier, we were kind of laughing at King Richard, our producer there. So hungry. That he could not eat today. He's got to have blood work done, so of course you got to fast in He's order to fat. do that. He can't have anything. He's drinking water out of a mm, tap water out of a styrofoam cup. Donuts in mm. the palatial break room. I go down to the break room. Oh, yeah, there's Tim Bits down there's there. There's got to be what? Three dozen? Uh, Yeah, there's there's yeah no no there's yeah there's like, more than like that. I have friends who like and live nobody vi- likes to eat like you yeah buddy. I know man I I have friends who like live vicariously through our single friends like tell me what it's like to date women and I, I want to live vicariously through you tell me what the blueberry timbit tastes like uh it was very good oh well you've had you've had that before right? yeah but yeah. was it the nice sour cream yeah. timbits are the best oh, though but the I sour had, cream I had regret mm. pretty quickly yeah. Because I had a dozen. And the birthday cake. <laughs> well, they are Tim bits. You just they yes, one bite and they're how gone, they're Jerry. To be at, <laughs> that's how you add them. That's how you add them. That's how you add them. Don't you know that, kids? Uh, so this article this morning. These are uh, popular food and drinks that, uh, that we've stopped eating. All right, and a lot of them. 50s and 60s stuff. I will, I think we can skip that. I mean, like nobody, I had never heard of deviled ham pancakes. Uh, no. Aunt Jemima had a mix and that sort of, but, but tab, the soda oh, tab. That was hot in the 70s and 19, 80s. So they didn't discontinue it until like 10 years ago. And the only reason they did, because that was Coca-Cola tab. Is Diet Coke cannibalized it? I remember that from Back to the Future. Well, you know what? Tab is, it had a different taste to it. It tasted diety and saccharine or something. And then when the new, like you said, when Diet yeah, Coke Diet, came out, Diet it was Coke definitely a different kinda, taste. Kind of beat it out and uh, they had to get rid of it there. Uh, Jello salads? What year would that That would That's that 60s, 60s. 60s and, and by the way, I hate Jello I still, uh, oh. it is, it's true. I have the recipe and we have it every holiday. It is orange jello that has carrots in it, it has celery in it, and it has crushed pineapple in Who it. Who does that? My mom. Oh, oh she does. It's oh, like yes. in a bunt well, cake form, she's right? 80. No, she'll be 88 on Friday, but we still, and our family loves it. And then the topping is a Cool Whip topping. And then you put crushed up nuts on top of it, and then you. I thought you just put other fruits in it, like pineapple and strawberry. And no, this one has shredded carrots. You know what? What else is on this list? And I didn't know it had gone away, but apparently we've stopped. According to this, we've stopped eating pineapple upside down yeah. cake, which I always love. And that I is your favorite, stopped. King Richard, isn't it? Yeah, I've not stopped at all. <laughs> every time I see you it, that and carrot eat. cake, man. You love oh. to eat carrot cake? Yeah, oh, I can do without cream, that. How about cream zucchini like, bread? Never had it. I, I make zucchini bread. Okay. I'll have to bring some in for you. Yeah. Eggs Benedict. I'll I'm sorry. It. They say that's gone away. I have, every time I go to Sunny Street Cafe, I get the Eggs Benedict. Uh, that's a lot of fat. But, but That's a tough way to start But it's the made day. with- Hollandaise. Uh, Hollandaise. You get the Hollandaise on the side, and then it it's feta cheese and tomato and spinach. I'd never heard of uh, this before, but I'm looking at a photo of it, a banana candle. 
It looks kind of dirty. It looks kind You put whipped cream on a banana. And then you top it with a... Held oh. up by a pineapple ring with a cherry on top. Okay. Wash it down with some tang. I'm going to say... That had to be the, the 60s. Tang is on the list here somewhere. I saw it. Tang and a banana candle? Well, look out. That's tang a party. Was, uh, they were all... It was great marketing in the late 60s because of the space program. And they were all part of the NASA and Tang was... Yeah. Now that was a unique taste. Tang was, Tang yeah. Was, it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't quite kind of orange juice. It turned into yeah, Metamucil. It kind of really. did. Same consistency. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, this goes back. I, I do not recall. The company was Armor. Cost eighty nine cents. Ribs in a can. I don't remember that. That couldn't have been good. <laughs> no. Eighty nine cent ribs in a can. Yeah, oh. no wonder that went away, huh? Well, Hormel also had Fiesta Peach that was armor. Spam yeah. Break or Bake. Fiesta Peach Spam Bake. Oh, my nobody's Lord. Nobody's eating that. No. Oh. Fiesta Peach Spam? Yes. Yeah, nobody's eating that. Crazy Crusts. Or Crazy Crusts. Uh, that was Pizza Hut. That was like uh, 20 years ago, oh, yeah. right? 10 years ago. Yeah. Did you ever? 10 years ago, Pizza Hut. Not a big Pizza Hut guy, but it was uh, $12 for crazy crust. Never, uh, never had. It was a hot dog crust. Oh. Yeah, like little croissant It wasn't dog. cheese-filled crust yeah. that you dipped. It was hot dogs in. Yeah, that's awful. Okay. Crazy. Now, you remember the quiche craze. I think never, frittatas, no. frittatas overtook. Uh, the quiches at one point. Overrated. My kids ate a lot of those uh, pre-made lunch boxes in the 90s. Oh, yeah. They had that pull-top uh, plastic on the top, and there was <laughs> stack of crackers. That's Lunchables. Yeah, my kids those eat Lunchables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're still around. Yeah, my kids eat them Now they now. got adult Lunchables. They say Lean Cuisine, popular in 1983. Has it been that long? Kind of replaced by, like, what, Healthy Choice? And yeah. Weight Watchers. Yeah. And all those. Yeah. Yeah. Lean cuisine, those weren't bad. You have two spoonfuls of noodles in that. You need to eat four of them to get through the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> Spaghettios with hot dog, hamburger helper, never big in our house. I make my own. But yeah, that's what my mother would say. Yeah, we I'm not getting in the buy that out I can, box. I can make it. Lewis. The beanies and weenies. The beanies and weenies. Pork. Pork and beans. Pork and, pork and beans. beans. It was yeah. really not pork, though. It was no. just beans and a little piece of fat. So these <laughs> yeah. are supposedly foods that, that we don't eat really anymore, good. but I think some of them are making a comeback. Discontinued Taco Bell's Enchirito. Mm. Came back briefly, but it's gone again. I always liked the uh, the plane. It was 39 cents, the Tostado. Yeah. At uh, at Taco Bell. Just the, It was just Back a when the flat soft taco. taco. It was just it was really well, just... It was the crunchy flat Deep thing. Fried beans yeah. on the round, uh, yes. Hot pockets, no, no longer. You can still oh get no! Yeah, oh, you can right still get those. hot pockets. Yeah, now they got, now they got the little got mini the pizza hot pockets ones for my son at home. They say yes. Yeah, select stores still carry them even today. Became popular in the eighties. And you gotta watch out because that's molten lava. Yeah, when you bite yeah, into one of those. A dollar a box when they came out. That was uh, quite a deal, huh? There's our Tang wine coolers and never oh, drink what? those. <laughs> Bartles buddy. and James. Oh my God, Bartles and J- that was for us high school girls. That was uh, that was fancy. The Seagrams. Yeah, the Seagrams and the Bartles uh, and James. Seagrams. Yeah, my buddy was in their TV commercial. Seagrams wine coolers. Keish, you mentioned that olive loaf. I always liked olive. I loaf. I don't like olive loaf. It was oh. just. It was just uh, 
Bologna, Bologna right? with olives. a bunch of olives, olives in it. In it. it. Yeah, I like olives. Bad. You gotta like olives. But what like about Bologna? liverwurst? Olives. What about uh, we would have liverwurst? You slice it, and then uh, onions, uh, ye- yellow onions, and uh, yellow uh, mustard. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, tuna noodle, we mentioned there. Uh, fiddle faddle, remember fiddle faddle? That came in the, did that come in the box? That was the 70s. Fiddle faddle came in the box, that didn't it? That was kind of, that predated, what was the other one? Uh, y- yellow zonkers? yellow zonkers. zonkers. That was from ConAgra Foods. That's still present, so that's still out there. ConAgra, don't they do fertilizer? They had some things on there from like 2020. Yeah, they had well, really. Why would you... I, now, I always liked this. We'll wrap it up with this. we got to move along. we got Michael Evans. But the McSalad shaker, I always liked the oh, McSalad. Didn't yes. you like that? Oh, I lo- it was the best concept for a salad. You could eat it in your car. It was a cup. They yes. would give you the packet of yeah. bacon bits. You'd <laughs> squeeze the dressing in it. in it, egg in it. You're not helping King Richard in oh. his you'd hunger cap it, right now. And then you'd shake, shake it, it, and everything, and everything would get right covered. the damn cup. McDonald's also. Do you remember the uh, flatbread? The chicken, no. fly, it was like grilled chicken strips on a thick pita bread. It was chicken strips, pepper jack cheese, lettuce, tomato, that. and grilled onions. And like, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. You, okay. How about whale penis? When, what decade was <laughs> okay, no. whale no, penis? No, no, no. Let's go to Hollywood and Mike Levins. Come on, Mike. Come on, man. Come on, man. What's the latest out of your home state of Hawaii this morning? Anything? It's not good. Anything worse, yeah. Uh, I got a lot of movie news today. You won't want to miss the documentary called Scouts Honor, uh, which uh, will be premiering on Netflix uh, on September 6th. you better have a strong stomach on this thing, though. Since the Boy Scouts were organized in uh, 1910, there have been approximately 90,000 criminal complaints of child molesting, rape, and abuse against Oof. Boy Scouts Ugh. by Scout Masters and other officials. And it's estimated maybe twice as many crimes have taken place that were never reported. This is one of the most shocking documentaries you will ever see. Again, September 6th. On Netflix. Hmm. Next, I mean, who knows what's going on here? All this crap about Blindside, the documentary, the docudrama about the black high school, 15-year-old football player Michael Orr, who may or may not have been officially, formally adopted by a white middle-class family who raised and supported him through his high school and then to college, and then he became a pro football player and made millions. Uh, the jury is still out exactly what the heck happened, uh, but the family did give him a loving home and an education, and he was the subject of the movie Blindside, which Sandra Bullock, who played his adopting, loving mother, uh, also won an Oscar. But Michael says, well, he was never really adopted, not officially, and he wants more money from the film. But hold on, the family's attorneys say that or uh, tried to shake down the family several times over years for money. Yeah. Meanwhile, some Twitter idiots are demanding that Sandra give back her Oscar as if she had anything to do with any of this. <laughs> and again, like Jerry said earlier, it's Twitter. I'm an actress, sir. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Uh, it's just a mess. We'll see what happens. And that brings us to the new Disney Snow White movie. The classic from 1937, and this has become a woke joke. The new Snow White star, Rachel Ziegler, says, The first Snow White movie 
was a shameful disaster. She says that Prince Charming was a sex deviant who stalked Snow White, and it would never have been allowed in, in this day and age, and that the prince should have gone to jail rather than being made uh, the main star of the movie with Snow White, and says that none of this kind of behavior will be allowed in this movie. What? It'll be another Disney flop. flop. Exactly. No one's going to go. No what? one's even heard of this actress, and she's talking like she gets a say. I know. What you're you're allowed an opinion, but after full what stop. The, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and uh, a quickie for you. Here you go. Don't plan to go to Vegas anytime soon. Almost all the main hotels on the Las Vegas Strip are overrun by bed bugs. The, the, the Nevada State uh, Health Department says it is officially an emergency now. People being eaten to death by bed bugs in Las Vegas. So you lose money at the tables, then you go upstairs, you get eaten up by bed bugs. How's that sound for a vacation? Sounds yeah. wonderful. And another shooting at, at Caesars yesterday, middle I, of the afternoon. I know, I know. They say a lot of that is the homeless out of California have all descended upon Vegas. Yeah, and that they say Vegas is the best place to buy home now. Buy I, home. I, Mike, I say bring the mob back. Things were pretty damn efficient when they were running the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. <laughs> I second that motion of you guys. Got it. Uh, a lot more tomorrow, guys. Have a great day. Talk to you then. See ya. And when do you head to Vegas, Jerry? Uh, later today. Yeah. <laughs> From your QFN 6 Sears Heating and Cooling Weather Center, Sears Heating and Cooling, 100% relief, 0% financing. Clouds today, high 80, clear tonight, low 61, and sunshine for Thursday. Got a chance of showers in the afternoon. High 84, it is 61 right now. Uh, the Joe Burrow Foundation announced it is launching a Dine for Nine fundraising initiative that's going to take place on Saturday, September the 9th. Now, this is to support his foundation's efforts to overcome food insecurity, not only in Athens, Ohio, where he's from, but also Baton Rouge and Cincinnati. Participating restaurants are going to donate 9% of their profits from all their sales on that day, September the 9th, to the foundation. Restaurants, if you're listening and you are interested in taking part Uh, You can register by next Friday, August 25th. And fans, you can support the fundraising effort by donating $9 for 9 to the Joe Burrow Foundation. You can do that at joeburrow.org on or around September the 9th. The heat dome is now shifting east. Major cities across uh, the central U.S. are in for the hottest weather of the summer. Forecasters say cities including Chicago, Minneapolis, Des Moines, They're going to be broiling under a massive heat dome. Afternoon highs in the upper 90s to 100 could be the rule for much of the rest of August. We haven't really had it here in central Ohio. It has not been that hot of a summer. I think it was like the last week of July. I mean, it was pretty hot here. Yeah, of course. Always hot. We had the one week of winter that was bad, and the rest was pretty decent. It wasn't 99, 100, or anything like the rest of the country had. Yeah, it hasn't been that bad. Harvard, Harvard University, of course, the richest college on the planet, is getting ripped for saying that it wants students to apply for food stamps. In a school flyer, the university reminded its grad students they can apply for food stamps, leading many on campus to wonder why, considering Harvard's endowment fund is over $50 billion. A Harvard student tweeted, if Harvard were to pay one-fiftieth of its endowment, it would be able to pay every grad student about $9,000 over their current wages. Meanwhile, about 30% of Harvard's grad students are international, so they are ineligible to even apply for SNAP benefits anyway. And payout, do you remember Battery Gate back in 2018? The lawsuit against, uh, it was a lawsuit against Apple. 
saying that the batteries officially are they they went dead sooner than they should have so Apple could get you to buy another phone more okay. soon okay well the payouts for battery gate should finally start being sent out the class action lawsuit for 500 million dollars uh, revolved around the claims that Apple intentionally slowed down iPhones in an effort to push customers to upgrade to a newer iPhone since the suit was filed about three million claims were submitted which figures to be about uh, $65 for those who submitted valid claims. Well, if there's an issue with batteries in this country, ladies, I don't think it's your phone you got to worry about. Mm, this is true. <laughs> mm. Q, I have the drawer with that and a drawer with batteries that some work and some don't. So I've got two separate drawers. I can't hear you, <laughs> well, you brought it up. QFM 96, Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic got an accident. This is Lewis Center on Orange Road at Green Meadows Drive. Police are on the scene. Uh, get a new visa from Kemba Financial Credit Union and enjoy paying 0% interest on balance transfers for 18 months. That's interest free for all of 2024, all while enjoying new rates, no annual fees, and 2% cash back on purchases. Apply at Kemba.org. Offer expires October 31st, 2023. Okay, here we go, kids. Your Wednesday Hot 5. Let's do this. Number one, it was on this date, August the 16th, 1977, that the the world, not only our country, but the world woke up to this. Good evening. Elvis Presley died today. He was 42. Apparently, it was a heart attack. He was found at his home in Memphis, not breathing. His road manager tried to revive him. He failed. A hospital tried to revive him. It failed. His doctor pronounced him dead at 3 o'clock this afternoon. The end, at an early age of one of the two most spectacular careers in the history of American entertainment, the other being Frank Sinatra's. So his girlfriend at the time was the one who found him in the bathroom? Uh, No, I believe it was uh, an assistant. Okay. Because he would have been with in 77. Was that Linda Linda Thompson, I believe? Was his girlfriend? Yeah, I thought it was a maid yeah, or Yeah, they tried to revive him, and she wouldn't have done that. Or, you know, it was a dude. Yeah, I don't know who it was, if it was an assistant or... And then there were sightings for a good decade after that he was seen <laughs> I just saw him two Point. weeks ago at, at, on uh, Fremont Street in Vegas. He was he at was King's a... Island getting a corn dog, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> a rascal in a circle down on Fremont Street. Evis. How old would he be now if uh, he were released still alive? Don't make me do the math, but yeah, 42 in 1977. Right, so. right. Uh, clip number two, Vivek. 98. Nine, 98? Well, could be. Uh, clip number two, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, I would have mocked her there, but I, I was doing the math myself. <laughs> Good job, Rich. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I told you. 77. Is there anything? 50, yeah, okay. Hey, as long as we have each other's back, then we're good. Vivek Ramaswamy, Central Ohio's own, did a News Nation town hall where he says, it's time that you speak up. When you are the only person in the room, whatever that room is, maybe it's in college next year, Maybe it's at the dinner table. Maybe it's when you, with your friends in a car ride. When you're the only person in a room who believes what you do, you have an obligation now more than ever to actually stand up and say it. And I will make you a promise. You hold my feet to this fire if I don't keep this promise to you. If you do that and you do it with conviction, you will find that you are not the only person in that room who believed what you did because other people will come out of their closet as well. Fear has been infectious, you're right, but courage can be contagious too. 
Vivek is good, man. He is good. He just he, he I think he plays to well every politician, right? But we haven't seen it like this since Obama. He just tells the audience, the interviewer, the people standing in front of him exactly what they want. There's no way Vivek could deliver on everything he said over the last two months. Oh, yeah, because he's on a tour. He's doing the he's Breakfast Club. He's killing and it every and he's day. Over on- and he's an intelligent. I love the energy and the youth, but yeah, he is very polished. Extremely so. All right, clip number three, the uh, Foo Fighters. Just heard a little Foo Fighters there. Uh, last weekend, Saturday night specifically, uh, Dave Grohl and the boys on stage. Guy in the back holds up a sign, can you play Michael Buble? So they invited the guy on stage, and, well, it was a it was a setup. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, we got a super fan. Hold on, super fan. He's got the I Love Buble. See if we got a taker. Do we got a taker? Do you know the song? I know because people say they know it, but they don't. Oh, I'm not surprised that everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times I stopped keeping track. I talk myself in, I talk myself out. I get all worked up, then I let myself down. I tried so very hard not to lose it. I came up with a million excuses. I thought I thought of everything. Let's go. Someday I know it'll all turn out. You'll make me work so we can work to work it out. I promise you, kid, I'll get so much more than I get yet. I'll keep on with that. That's not bad at all. Michael <laughs> Buble, and, and that Dave Grohl, what a sense of humor, huh? He's a funny guy. He gets it. He gets what he's got to do to keep the crowd enthralled. There was a great video of after Buble joined the Foo Fighters. I mean, just the visual alone was pretty funny. (laughs) But then they did a little sketch backstage where Grohl's kicking him out of the backstage area and telling him to F off. Yeah, it was pretty good. (laughs) Clip number four. Probably one of the most thankless jobs ever being an Uber driver. Case in point, here's an Uber driver that is trying to convince a very, very drunk passenger, stay in the back seat while the car's in motion. Sit down in your seat. Why? Go sit down in your seat. Where is she? Nobody else in the car. Please sit down in your seat. Where is she? Rosie, please sit down in your seat. Thank you. I'm good. Okay. I don't want to have to. because her name is Roxy, apparently. And it's or Rosie. Rosie, yeah. It's not like the Uber driver had driven her around before her drunk ass. But then, when I signed the bipartisan infrastructure again. What's that? That was the Biden. That's what she sounded like in the back <laughs> No, she sounds like the drunk girl bit from comedian uh, uh, Chris Chris D'Elia. <laughs> it sounded exactly like the, Get that bit for tomorrow. Can we do that tomorrow? Yeah, we'll get that. All right, cool. Yeah. Clip number uh, five in today's Hot Five. Elton John's working with the show The Masked Singer on an episode dedicated to his music. Now, the 10th season will premiere on September the 10th. And here is uh, Elton talking about uh, 
the songs that he chooses, and how we have to support young artists. So much more pressure than when I was young playing. There was no social media. It's a whole different ballgame now. You have to support the young artists. When I first started out and had my first success with the Elton John record in 1970-71, a lot of my peers and idols were very supportive. Leon Russell was my idol as a piano player and as a songwriter, and I got to tour with him, and he couldn't have been any more nicer to me than he was and more encouraging. George Harrison sent me a telegram saying, congratulations on a great record. Sir and Jerry Elton Still, Jones. you are not going to watch, <laughs> even uh, though Elton's a part of it. No, I'm not going to watch that crap. Supporting the young artists. You remember when everybody used to give CDs out at, like, Kroger? You'd stand there, somebody comes out, they got a handful of their CDs they're trying to give out that they made. No. Oh, yeah. Like, it was big when I was in, like, high school. Where the artist themselves was handing yeah. it out? Yeah, it was. Oh, like, where they, they stamped were, them yeah. themselves. Yeah, they, and they're they trying to hand out demos it. and right, stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in so long, and this just happened to me in Vegas, and somebody tried to give me a CD, and I said, oh, no, thank you, and he yelled at me. And well, as soon as you take it, he wants you to give him five well, bucks. Well, he wants you to give me five bucks, yeah. but I was like, I don't have a CD player to play. My car doesn't have right, one. CD. What am I going to do with this? Yeah. So I just started thinking, what do you do for like You have a USB drive? Are you on iTunes? I'd be out there passing out cassettes. <laughs> Eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> that is your uh, hot five twelve in front of 9 o'clock. Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic still dealing with an accident. This is in Lewis Center. This is Orange Road right at Green Meadows Drive and police are on the scene. Traffic brought to you by Dream Seats, your total ticket source. Concerts and sports are back and Dream Seats has you covered. No service fees ever. Call 340-8989 or go to dreamseats.com. News brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. Soak up some sun on Worthington's best patio and enjoy their amazing happy hour specials. Hello, housekeeping. It's another sign that the world is still coming back from the pandemic. Because housekeeping. 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 I had a dollar for every time I heard that in my life. I'd be, I'd have like $13. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hilton has announced that all of its luxury brand hotels are going back to daily housekeeping. Most hotel chains stopped automatically uh, automatic daily housekeeping during the pandemic and instead offered housekeeping uh, at the guest's request or cleaned rooms on specific days. Hilton says guests will get daily automatic housekeeping at all of its full-service properties. Uh, other properties owned by Hilton, uh, like extended stay hotels, the Hilton Garden Inn, Hampton Inn, True, and Homewood Suites, they will receive housekeeping every other day. When you guys were in hotels in King Richard, you were just in Vegas. Do you let housekeeping in every day? I never do. No. My resort sign on the door. My yeah. resort that I was in, they you had to go they no housekeeping. So if you wanted new towels, you had to go down to the desk and ask for new towels. You wanted more toilet paper, you had to go down and ask for more toilet oh, paper. That's weird. That's yeah. a bad resort. Yeah, they didn't uh, They didn't do Probably any of that. They just didn't have the help to do it. I think yeah. that's the case. But even when the they're, 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 it's available and they offer it every day. Nah, uh, no, I call a, down for more towels when I give want. Give me a but, stack of towels yeah. and I'll make the bed. Yeah, we're good. I, I never let them in my room the yeah. whole time I'm there. Especially in Vegas because I utilize the safe a lot. I do too. Stuff there, I so do I don't, too, right. Nope, stay right, out. Right, right. And if you are one of those spiteful bastards who thinks, ew, it's going to be really funny what to... What keep in the safe? Your snacks? <laughs> All my little... <laughs> my little 42-cent vouchers that I had <laughs> up at the end of the trip. Yeah, your .08 cents? Little uh, ticket there? Yeah. And the cards that they pass out when you're walking down the street. $42 and change and uh, Gotta keep it a safe. condom. <laughs>
Uh, if you are one of those spiteful bastards who thinks it would be funny to post adult content featuring an ex without their knowledge, you would be well advised to think again. Because in Texas, a woman who's only revealed his DL was just awarded $1.2 billion, billion by a jury ruling on her revenge porn case. So the harassment suit was filed against her ex-boyfriend, whom she accused of posting videos of her sexual exploits on social media and adult websites with intent to embarrass, harass, torment, humiliate, and publicly shame her. A case of bad judgment that the guy will be paying literally for the rest of his life, even though he doesn't have $1.2 billion. And there is a bar in Houston, Texas called the Axelrod. And it's testing whether human bartenders or robots are better with coming up with delicious cocktails. So next month, Axelrod is offering customers a humans versus machines menu featuring four cocktails created by human bartenders and four similar ones entirely developed by ChatGPT. And customers can choose between a spicy mocktail, a berry cocktail, a fruity frozen drink, or a drink inspired by the Legend of Zelda video game series. So customers can order half portions of each drink and then vote on which is the best. And whichever drink wins will get a permanent spot on the bar's menu. Well, even uh, up at Leon's Garage in Marysville, that's basically a computer that's pouring your drink, right? Upstairs? Upstairs. No, those are just taps of, they're not mixed Run drinks. Run by a computer. Well, yeah. you could do it for mixed drinks, right? You probably and could. And I bet Taffer's behind Vodka this. and, yeah. yeah Taffer's got to have And you something. hate to see anybody lose their job to a damn machine, but machine's always there. Machine shows up every day, but does it? It doesn't complain. Benefit? Does it give you those happy eyes when it machine serves your drink, Jerry? Machine doesn't cry because uh, you know its boyfriend left the night before. <laughs> <laughs> do you tip the machine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So who gets? Uh, I guess just the staffs would split whatever. I would think. At yeah. The end of the night. Yeah. So yes, All that's right. what I got.